Hi everyone, this is Sally with Horses at Home with Cottage Farm and welcome and I hope you will enjoy this session and see which one works for you and your horse and of course looking at which discipline you're also riding in. So what else can we look at? Um, let's just go through a list of a few things. Um, De-spooking, you know, uh, you can use plastic bags, um, tarps, all those sort of things to um, desensitize your horse. Um, what about water training when you go for a trail ride or when you go to um, j jump? Does your horse uh, not like water? So even if you're not able to go out somewhere, you can get a tarp or um, something like that and, and put water in it or make it look like water and just get them to cross over that or jump it sometimes um, if that's what you're looking for. And um, we're very lucky in this area that we have rehab facilities. So you can use either a dry treadmill or a water treadmill. So again, you're looking not only exercising the horse, but you're also thinking of building top line, giving the horse something else to do uh, that's entertaining for them and uh, a good education. Okay, another thing would be, uh, does your horse stand to mount? And I know there's some disciplines, for instance, uh, when we were doing polo, uh, literally you were getting on the pony as it was cantering off and you were getting on to get back on the field. So it's a little different, but in general, we want our horse to be standing quietly at the mounting block. Um, so th that's also something you could be working on should you not be able to get out because of weather or other issues. Um, so at the same time that you're doing that mounting block training, how about teaching the horse to stand square so you can tap each of his feet or her feet into position um, again you want a nice balanced halt there at the mounting block so that as you get on the horse feels stable feels comfortable um, another thing you can add to that would be um, how about teaching the horse to lower his head um, there are many ways to teach the horse to lower his head um, and it can be pretty simple um, basically all you need to do is maybe put a little pressure on the top of the pole now some horses may be very sensitive to that um, a because they could have an injury if they've pulled back um, from being tied or um, some other injury um, there's a lot a lot of muscles a lot of ligament attachments things like that in that pole area so some horses can get very very sore there um, but even in that case, it's really, really good for them to learn to trust you and lower their head. Um, it's almost a submissive um, thing also when they lower their head. I'm sure you've seen horses that, um, you know, their eyes may look a little wild and they've got their head raised up when you go to get on them or um, in other situations. And that can be a, um, a sign of nervousness or tension. And the horse is trying to avoid something scary or uncomfortable. Um, so just to touch on that a second as I brought that up and it brought something else to mind is if your horse is a little fidgety at the mounting block or when you go to get on and does that eyes in the back of the head thing, uh, drops his back when you uh, put your foot in the stirrup, then maybe you should be looking at um, maybe having a saddle fitter in or a massage therapist um, or a veterinarian to check that he doesn't have... Um, any issues with um, 
the spine or even um, it can be actually lower than that uh, more into the lower rib cage area um, that is not maybe getting um, a muscle or a nerve trapped um, in the area of the girth so again these are all things that when you have time you need to be you know just exploring um, is this something that is just a common thing with your horse you know maybe again that comes back to training does he just need to learn he or she need, need to learn to stand still and be more submissive as you mount or is there a physical or mental reason that they don't want to stand as you get on so again this, these are all you know great times when again your horse is um, maybe not being able to be ridden because of weather or he is undergoing um some sort of rehabilitation for an injury so you know moving on from that too that um one of the other things we mentioned lowering the head um which is again a good indication of calm and trust in the horse there is also something called clicker training and um, you again you can go to youtube and look up um clicker training and they do it with dogs and horses i'm sure they do it with other animals too um but look that up and that might be something that you feel is fun and um, rewarding for your horse to learn so looking at that so going back to my little list here that i have what else do we have um so tapping um so intentionally trained to get rid of a specific bad habit we already went through um the mounting thing so you know does your horse have a bad habit that drives you crazy, um, but you you just ended up learning to live with it, or you found ways to circumvent um, and get around that bad habit? You know, is, is he jerking your head away and making it difficult for you to put the bridle on? Again, we just did kind of teaching the horse to lower the head, but there again, do we need to have the dentist look at the horse because maybe something is going on in the mouth or again with a massage therapist or veterinarian do we need to look at something more than that um so that's something that can be very annoying um i remember many years ago i had a horse that um, belonged to a client and she would literally take apart the bridle in order to put the bridle on the horse um horse was a little bit of a mental case i must admit but um, anyway, after I taught the horse to lower her head, be submissive because she was a horse that liked to be in charge, she got to the point where we could put the bridle on without having to do all that silliness. So again, when you have time to do these things, it can really be worthwhile in the end that you have a horse that's obedient, um, is listening to you and paying attention and also you know you got to think about when if you if you're going to sell that horse eventually it needs to have all these things in place to make sure that it's a sellable horse and, and going to end up in a good spot um, too many horses fall by the wayside because somebody hasn't given due time to that horse and taught them manners taught them to behave or um, taken care of things that that the horse maybe has um, as, as far as injuries, um, unseen injuries, maybe that uh, they just give the horse, you know, a bad name and say, oh, I'll just send it down the road and let somebody else deal with it. You should always give your horse the best chance 
of as possible of, of having a good life because um, otherwise why even bother right so going back to we talked about or we started talking about a little earlier about um doing some de-spooking so what does your horse spook at you know sometimes you'll go to a horse show and it's raining and somebody puts an umbrella or uh, somebody walks by with a, a kid in a stroller um so take that time again you know take the umbrella into the store take the umbrella into the round pan or the uh, arena and you're not going to force the horse to do that but you know one step at a time let the horse smell whatever it is that you're trying to get him used to um, let him look at it let him again touch with his nose um, so he gets a little bit of sense of, of that tactile kind of thing and um, you know walk him around it and uh, so you know once say again go into the umbrella once you've he's let, let, let him touch feel um, smell then open it partially don't do it the whole thing all at once let him and do it from both sides remember horses have to learn from the left side and the right side that's how their brain works you know whatever you taught them on one side you have to go to the other side and and teach them the same thing um so that their brain can absorb that um so and looking again at um you know preparing for health checks you know obviously we want the farrier to come we already touched on that a little bit making sure the horse picks up its feet in a respectful way and stands quietly um, things like the dentist is coming you know does your horse allow you to put a couple of fingers in its mouth uh, without trying to bite you or without getting upset about it uh, to, uh, take that time to to make it easier um, for the vet or the dentist uh, when they come um, there's nothing more annoying I think for you know veterinarian or, or equine dentist you know they're very busy people you want your horse to be the best trained it can be in order to deal with those sort of things so we're just trying to find ways to to keep your horse um, stay both physically and mentally active keeping him from getting bored um, hopefully again you know as the weather gets better you can you can play with ground poles on the ground you know make patterns let him pick his way just hand walk him let him pick his way through the poles it can just be a jumble of poles um, or you can set them out at specific distances um, that's actually a very good thing to do for rehab um, if your horse has had an injury to get him to stretch down work over his back a little bit without putting the stress and strain of um, even trotting you can just walk through those exercises walk through the cavalettis you know start off with the a cavaletti all the way on the ground and then you know maybe put the alternate cavalettis up to the next um, step so they have to learn to use their bodies again and they start to um, get a little bit more of, of that um, movement back into their joints and again it's all about bonding with your horse and that relationship that you that you really want to um, get that level of mutual trust respect and friendship um, which is really to a large degree going to determine how much um, you enjoy spending time together right uh, bonding uh, activities are, are really important in that way and should be really an integral part of uh, your interaction with your horses whether we're looking at it's the bad weather or whatever or you're just um, spending a few moments with your horse I know for a lot of people that have very busy 
jobs that maybe they, they can't ride as often as they would like. Um, you know, what a perfect opportunity to spend 10, 20 minutes in the store with them uh, going over some of the things uh, that we've discussed today. Um, one of the things I do as a job is I'm um, equine sports massage therapist. Um, learn some different techniques that, that you can do at home that will, again, help you bond and relieve stress and tension of the horse. Um, there's different types of massage. Um, you know, you can get to know a little bit more about the horse's anatomy by doing the massage, how different muscles work, uh, a great learning uh, experience. And, you know, you, you may touch an area on the horse's body and he flinches. And, you know, is that just because his, his just reaction to you touched him somewhere that's maybe um, a little ticklish or was there really something going on there? And so that's something for you to explore. So I hope we have gone through, or I have gone through some pointers there that can help you, um, again, during times that, that you maybe cannot have time or energy or the horse is sick or the weather's bad, um, all those different situations that um, are not letting you um, train on, on the horse's back. But training isn't about just being on the horse's back. It's, uh, again, about this bonding time together and getting those positive feelings working between the two of you. So what I would like you to do, if possible, you know, do you have anything that you do with your horse that you think is a, a great exercise or a great um, play thing to do with your horse that you can let everybody else know about? Um, you know, drop me an email at cottagefarminc at gmail.com and, you know, I can bring it up in a, another episode and we can discuss that. Or, you know, maybe I'll give you a call and you can say what you do with your horse. Um, it's all about learning from each other. And, um, you know, as, as I start this journey, <clears throat> and hopefully you'll stay with me, that, um, that we can help each other out uh, because that's what it's all about. So thank you so much for joining me. And um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And please uh, look me up again or look up uh, my website. is uh, cottagefarminc.com and you'll find some information on there about uh, different therapies I do, um, some of the horses I've bred, even though I need to catch up on that part, um, and then some of the equipment I use and um, sell um, in my everyday business. So thanks again. See you soon. Look at this time as a time you can spend with your horse and build a better relationship. Um, you know, if you think of grooming as a form of groundwork, right? Um, you want your horse to behave. You want him to pick up the hoof when you want to pick it up. All these things that, that you can work on when you have the time like this, when you're not able to ride because the weather's bad, um, or maybe your horse is on stall rest or something like that. So you know, going back to picking up the feet, um, that is a basic thing that you see a lot of people struggling with and they'll be leaning on the horse and the horse is leaning back and planting its hoof and like no I'm not going to do that so think of how you can make that horse more responsive to that request so you might take um, the hoof pick and you might just tap on his hoof or on the coronet band which is a little bit more sensitive um, to say to him hey pick up that foot 
um, get some sort of response from them. And when they give you that response, reward them until you get to the point where you can pick up that foot and, and it's an immediate response. Um, another way that you can work with uh, picking up the hoofs would be to give the chestnut, which is the area, that little soft kind of bony area um, just on the inside of the knee and the hock, give that little squeeze. A lot of times you get that little squeeze, they'll pick up the foot. So again, it's about training them to respond to you um, and to, again, be a partnership. So the other thing you can do uh, while you're in the stall or in the barn aisle or if you have access to a covered arena or indoor arena um, is just do some groundwork with them. A great little exercise that can also um, be done when you're on the horse would be a turn on the forehand. And you can do that with uh, the halter or maybe you can put a bridle on them. And just uh, let's say we're standing on the left side of the horse. We're going to hold the halter or we're going to hold the rein on that left side. And we can use our finger or a little whip right where our leg would be um, in the leg, sorry, in a turn on the forehand. And you can just tap them with your finger or tap them with the end of the whip very lightly and ask them to move their hips, yield their hips away from you. So their nose would stay next to your shoulder or close to your shoulder and their hips would move off to the right if you're standing on to the left. And then you move to the other side, hold the halter or the reins on the right hand side and ask them to re yield their, their hips to the opposite side. So you can also work with the flexions with that. So a flexion would be from the pole through the jowl, the jaw area of the horse, through to the mouth. That's a flexion, not a bend. And so, again, we're getting them to be a little bit more responsive to us. But the great thing about doing something like a little turn on the forehand, when you're off them, they have the freedom to be able to move. But you also teach them that exercise before you're mounted. So when the time comes that you can get on and then it's a nice day and you can get to ride, then, then you can progress to doing it under saddle. I would actually do it again on the ground when they're actually saddled and uses a little warm-up exercise for them. So you can use that, that little moment of yielding the hips or turn on the forehand to help them to loosen their hind end up. Um, you can also get them to step back. Um, so you can, and again, this is more from an English perspective. I know with the Western and resistance free, they tend to use more of a um, not touching horse and more of a, uh, rope action or um, the carrot stick or whatever to to signal the horse. So this is a little bit more, again, um, how we would do it in the English version of that. But uh, you can get them to rein back or step back. You want to see them step back in diagonal pairs. Uh, that's the correct way they should step back. And again, it should be prompt when you give them, you know, maybe a little tug on, on the halter or sometimes you just want to press on... Um, their chest, give them a little tap on the chest and say back up or whatever words you're going to use that you're going to continue to use um, as a learning tool that they should step backwards um, from you. Again, that's also a good thing to do as far as helping them warm up before you get on. Um, it gets some stepping those hind legs on. So what I thought we'd go through in this episode is how do we keep moving forward 
um, in the situation where maybe the weather's bad, maybe your horse has an injury, how do we really help to bond during that time and also make some improvements that we might need to make? Um, one of the, the big things, um, I think, is uh, grooming. So many people only groom their horses when they get on to ride. Um, very rarely do they um, do a full grooming session, you know, starting with picking out the feet, curry comb, um, what we would call in England a dandy brush, like a hard brush, and um, then going to a body brush, a nice soft brush that kind of brings out the oils in the coat and, of course, mane and tail also. And uh, one of the things that I used to do, and I need to make a video of how to do that, but is to wisp the horse. And that's something in the good old days that the grooms used to do with the horses to really help the circulation, again, bring the oils to the surface of the coat. And it's almost like exercising the muscles without exercising. And of course, nowadays we have all sorts of machinery we can use to help with that. Um, but, but basically the wisp is... Um, some long stalked hay that you soak and you braid it and you can stitch it together or um, just have a, a way that you can twist it that it stays together and you basically bump the muscles to again bring up the blood to the, the surface and um, help those oils come to the surface and help circulation. So that's a really simple easy thing to do and I will try and get something up on my website and on YouTube about that sometime soon. Let's hope. Um, so again,